Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Matt Today we're talking... Spiders. Woohoo! Are you spiders. pumped? Yeah, I'm pumped, man. Do you like spiders? No, uh-uh. But I love life on Earth, and that's what spiders are. Let's get with it. Yeah, spiders. They're part of it all. <laughs> yeah. Let's just think about, like, what is it like to be a spider? They have, like, so many legs. That, like... Let's get that out of the way. Beginning of the podcast. That's the elephant in the room, really. <laughs> like, let's not mince words. They have so many legs. <laughs> Spiders are doubling up. They have more eyes than us, too. Right. They have all... What? Imagine what they're able to perceive. We're only perceiving like 5 or 10% of what's going on. Oh, we, as people, are perceiving like point zero zero, and you run out the zeros a bit. Right, right. We perceive nothing compared to like all of the shit that's around us. I think it's a very normal thing as a conscious being to get a handle on your own perception and kind of get your sea legs as far as what you're perceiving. Like after you're born, it takes you a minute and you're like, oh my God. Right. And then you kind of figure out I'm in a room. Then you're like, I'm in a room in a house. I'm in a room in a house on a street in a city where there is no God. <laughs> you just, you keep, you keep escalating right. from there and you finally feel like you know your place in the universe. You've still only got just a tiny bit of it. Right, right. Because... That's the thing. We were talking about knowledge and how much knowledge you know. And you said something about the amount of knowledge you have expanding. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like the analogy that I always I always try to keep in mind is that, like, if you know a little bit, like, you have a little circle of knowledge, the perimeter around that circle is, like, a certain size. That is That is the things that you are aware of that you do not know, right? Because that's the boundary between the known and the unknown. Right. So you know where the unknown is. Yeah. Right. But the more you know, the bigger your circle of knowledge gets, right? And so the longer the perimeter gets. And so it, the more you know, the more you're aware of what there is for you not to know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is not a visual medium, so it's like... <laughs> it's not as good as that without the circle drawn, man. <laughs> No, but I totally agree with that. And yet I think some people stop because there's a certain brain development you get. I And it happens in adolescence where you kind of get a hold of your faculties and there's like a year or two and it's like your adult brain kind of snaps into place and you suddenly feel different. Right. Did this happen to you? I know it's, I, I felt like it suddenly happened to me like overnight. I just, I felt like I was a, an adult person or something. Eh, I don't know. I feel like I've always been the same for my whole life. It's just I get better at controlling myself. You think that's the main I, yeah, thing? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that's what it is. Like, I am able to control my more base urges, and I'm able to better um, empathize with people, and I'm able to better relate to people. Like, I feel like I'm the same person. I'm just getting better at being that person. That's a that's a good way to look at it. Like, I, when you're a kid, you don't really know how to control this guy you are, right? Yeah, for sure. And so, like, you are, like, shitty or, like, you have a bad attitude or, like, you're obnoxious. I was really obnoxious. I had a really <laughs> I had a really bad attitude. And when I was young, I was really good at saying things that I thought were, like, really funny and cutting. And they were. Right. It's just people very often do not like it. Right. Right. But, you know, you get older and so you get better at controlling your guy. Right. You get better at like 
oh, I remember last time this happened, I did something really ridiculous and hurt somebody's feelings. So this time I need to do it better because I'm like, it's better for everybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so you get better at controlling your guy. And when you get the very best at controlling your guy, then we'll find out what that's like. But I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to knowing a little bit of stuff and thinking you know a ton of stuff, I think that there are two kinds of people probably. There are people who are prone to getting that kind of Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. And I feel like some people are prone to that and then other people are more like how I am where I feel like I'm a charlatan all the time. (laughs) And so I feel like obligated to be as good as possible and I feel like I'm never good enough at anything because people are going to find out that I'm not as good as I've proven to them that I am. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's also... That's also the Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger were two psychologists who basically said your confidence in your ability is basically inversely proportional to your ability. Right. So the more ability you have, the less confident you are. And that's the exact same thing we were talking about with perception, where the more knowledge you've accumulated, the more you're aware of the vast amount of knowledge there still is. Right. Like, you have to know like the steps on the ladder before you know just how high the ladder is, except the higher you climb the ladder, the further and further it recedes out of sight. Like I always set the bar so high for myself to the point where I'll even admit that I, that I do something because I'm so sure that it's just shit. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you one thing that's happened for me as I've gotten older is I looked into having a good a good base for math so like math was really easy to me my dad was a math teacher so he taught me a ton of math really early like for laughs because we didn't have the internet right right and it was like a parlor trick yeah you would do exactly you would do different things you would teach your kid math and then you would get your kid and say hey do this do this math and you know people would watch And I can't imagine that that was interesting at all for them. Right. Looking back, like, I don't want to watch a child add numbers. Would you want to watch a child add numbers today? Absolutely not. Then again, we have the internet. But so I got very lucky in having a foundation of that. And then, like, you know, the science turns into math at some point. So then that's easy. And then they tell you that if you go to school, they tell you that if you go to a crummy school, you can go there for free. So I did that. And then... The science stuff at the crummy school, they're like, well, if you take the science stuff, you'll get a better job anyway, and that's easier, so you just do that. And so I was on this path where I was like, I guess I'll just keep doing this stuff that everybody says is really great. And then I realized that I did not actually like working in that because I kept working in these places where I was making like stuff that went into bombs. Right. And I was making, like, cans of Raid. <laughs> right, right. And, like, just garbage shit. Like, I air would, freshener bullshit. Like, chemicals. Like... Just consumer consumer garbage. I just felt like my body and my mind were being poisoned. Anyway, maybe it was all the chemicals I inhaled for very many years. But I always was like, well, I'll just... I'll do, like, the most knowledgeable thing possible. I'll do this complex you know, pursuit of like essentially research and discovery, right? Mm-hmm. And I I put a lot of time and effort into that. And uh, 
I think we were told to value that stuff really highly as kids. And uh, what I found is that, like, in in the intervening years, in the past 15 or 20 years, I found that uh, my brain doesn't work as well as it used to. Right. Already. I mean, it just happens. I mean, I'm not saying I have, like, massive cognitive problems, but I'm just not as sharp as I was when I was, like, a, a little shithead. Right. <laughs> in college. So one thing I've done is I've tried to replace all of my knowledge and all of my skills with just being nice. And it turns out that works way better. People like it a lot more when you're nice. Right. People really don't care what you know, and they really like it when you're nice. Think of all the people that you like. You don't like anybody for knowing a lot or complaining the best. Right. I've had a lot of friends in my life where I got to be very, very good friends with them. And I was friends with them for a really long time before I noticed that they were dumb. I have done the absolute same thing. Now, I will say that I have had a couple friends who were so dumb it got in the way of us being good friends. <laughs> what I'm saying is that there's like the intellectual stunting. Like, I'm not like into that. No, no. If you have a hobby in common with somebody, like they probably know as much as you do anyway, right? Right. But anyway, how smart do you think spiders are? I think they're probably smarter than they let on. First off, they make those webs. They have to figure that out. Yeah. That seems pretty complicated, man. You know what I don't buy? I never buy the narrative that everybody pushes, which is that people have feelings and thoughts and will and that an animal is just like running a code loop. Either we're both <laughs> just stepping through some old PHP code in our minds or we are both, like, thinking animals that have will. Right. I think that the spider, when the spider makes the web, I think the spider knows what it's doing. I honestly do not think that the spider is just automatically doing it, and it's, like, awaiting input. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I mean, my, my personal belief is that the spider is hooked into the same mainframe we are. And they're just processing as much of that information as they are able to in a spider body. And why why wouldn't they be if there's a little glob of shit? Oh, I forgot to ask, Natalie. What? What is a spider? Oh, you know what a spider is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spiders are air-breathing arthropods. Why do you have to specify? Isn't everything air-breathing? It's no lobster and arthropod. Air-breathing arthropod? So is it saying it's not underwater, right? Yeah. Okay. Spiders are air-breathing arthropods that have eight legs, fangs that are generally able to inject venom, and spinnerets that extrude silk. Okay. There are spiders everywhere in the world except for Antarctica, and they have become established on nearly every land habitat. They are everywhere. Everyone knows them. As of August of 2021, there are 49,623 spider species. I thought for a second you were going to say there's 49,000 spiders, and I was going to be like, damn, we have a concentration. <laughs> we have been doing damage to the spider population. There's like dozens in my house. Don't tell anybody. We're going to get arrested. <laughs> What are your feelings on spiders? You know, first of all, they're little crackly blobs of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we're conscious that they're conscious. Right. I just, 
I agree with you there, and I think whatever we have going on is going on there. I think we're able to explain a spider's brain as easily as we're able to explain our own, which is to say, not at all. <laughs> right, right. As far as spiders themselves, I have always been okay with spiders. I've always been totally fine with seeing spiders walk around. They don't bother me because... I was always led to believe that spiders just eat bugs. It's very much the good guys and the bad guys, except instead of guns, it's bugs. Mm -hmm. And spiders aren't insects, right? Spiders are... Spiders are, are, I already told you, they are air-breathing arthropods with eight legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying they're not in the same... They're not in the same family, so they catch the other bugs, and I guess the other bugs are theoretically more pesky than spiders. And so they eat the house flies, I guess, that you don't want. Could be good. Uh, I'm sure they would eat aphids because aphids don't do anything except eat plants. So they're full of plant juice. You'd think they'd be good, right? Right. But sp aphids are so little, I think a spider won't even fuck with it. Well, I'm sure we'll get into all the ways that spiders do their thing. But I don't know if spiders are even going to go on a web. I think the aphids are just sucking the plant. Right. But... <laughs> My feelings on spiders have changed ever since I got this nature identification app called, right. called Seek, which, by the way, great. If you go walk, if you go in the woods, you can you can take a picture and it uses AI or whatever to uh, determine what you're looking at. It tells you the species name, tells you if it's edible, and tells you all these facts about it. Also, everything in the fucking woods, it will be like... You'll zoom in on some mushroom and it'll be like sclerotica bulgaria or some shit, <laughs> right, right? Right. And then it'll be like, this is also called the dwarf's toe. <laughs> like I zoomed in, there's just some little shit on the sidewalk. I was standing there and I was like, what is that? And Nona was like, seek it. So I, got, I pulled up the app took a picture and it said, this is common chickweed. And I was like, okay. And it was like, also known as chicken wart. <laughs> chicken wart. That's a really sweet plant name though. Yeah, it is. It said I could eat it. And I was like, I'm not right now. I don't feel like it. <laughs> I've, I'll keep it in mind. What's the accuracy like on that, on that app? Like how often do you take a picture of a plant and it tells you it's the wrong thing? Well, there are some things that it is attuned to, and there are some things that it is not attuned to. It is really not good at anything moving. So, like, if something is moving around, it has a really low confidence interval. So, I've taken a picture of a dog before, and it's flashed on the screen. It's been, no, no, it's it's gone back and forth. It's been, like, mammal. It's some kind of mammal. It's a bobcat. No, it's not. It's just... <laughs> We think it's a mammal. <laughs> it is. Re it's really good at plants, right? And it it does tell you if it's like poisonous. Like uh, springtime around here, we sometimes have winter aconite, which is a plant that pops up poisonous. You don't want to eat it, right? But anyway, so uh, I got this identification app, and it works pretty well on bugs because. A lot of the time, bugs just sit there, right? right? And it works well on spiders, too. So uh, I was sitting there, I look over, we've got the sliding glass door, the, the traditional shitty sliding glass door that lets all your heat out and lets all the heat in in the summer, and uh, have some curtains hanging on it, and I look over and silhouetted against the, the sunlight coming in the, the shears, 
is a spider on the curtains. And I was like, oh, badass. I was like, I wonder what kind of spider that is. I hold my phone up to it a couple feet away and it immediately goes brown recluse. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you killed it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you ca you cannot have a brown recluse. I know uh, more than one person that's gotten bitten by a brown recluse, had like a, an area of their flesh that went necrotic, took months to heal. It's awful. Yeah. It's, it's one of the worst, it's like one of the worst things you can have happen to you with something that's small. Right. And then I was in the kitchen and I see some little like transparent yellow spider walking around and I was like, well, I know that isn't a brown recluse. And I took a picture of it and it said, it's a yellow sack spider. And I was like, great, what's the deal with that? What's up with his sack? And it's like, the yellow sack spider is pretty common. It's the only spider known to bite people for fun. <laughs> it sounds like fucking making that up. But it's like, if it wants to, it just bites you. It bites people all the time. I'm like, son of a bitch, I gotta kill another fucking spider. Yeah. I'm not a murderous person. I really, the spiders, I was told my whole life that the spiders do great things. And the first two fucking spiders that I run my, uh, my panopticon on are like the worst spiders you can run across. What if they were wrong and you killed those spiders for nothing? What if they were like the eight-legged buddy and <laughs> the, the, the yellow friend, the yellow friend, yellow, eight yellow high fives. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked it up, man, because you were trusting the panopticon instead of trusting your heart. No, oh, that's why I didn't eat the chickweed. Right. You should have eaten the spider instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, spiders are part of the class Arachnida, right? Uh -huh. And that includes spiders, scorpions, ticks, mites, pseudoscorpions, harvestmen. Are those big boys in Australia, right? Okay. I don't know. Camel spiders, whip spiders, and vinegaroons. That last one, I don't. That doesn't sound right to me. That sounds like a slur. It, it sounds like I should get canceled for saying that. I'm gonna look up what it is. Like that band Portishead? That kind of sounds like you're talking about a certain kind of person. <laughs> you got to structure your words right. You cannot take like the word structure of a slur and give it to an animal. Vinegaroon. That is like, what is that? Oh my God. No, no, no. Oh, you guys don't, don't, you don't want to fuck with these guys. They, uh. Oh, uh, uh-uh. They look a lot like, um. They have a huge thorax on them, a huge oh. bulbous thorax, which is like their their big butt hanging off. But then they also have these gigantic pincers up front that look like they could really dig in deep mm. to you. I'll be real with you. I'm not a bug person, guys. I understand their place in the world. I really hope they're having a great time, but I don't like them. I cannot. They make me feel bad when I look at them. I can't for the life of me tell you why it was called a vinegaroon. Also, when people do this, they always put them on their hands. Oh, these bugs. These, they look like children of the earth. They are the fucking most nastiest bugs in the world. They're awful. Oh, no. Those guys suck, too. I just typed in WETA, W-E-T-A. Those guys are in New Zealand. They're bigger. And uh, they eat like big vegetables. There's uh, the picture I always see is a is a giant mm -hmm. one. Maybe they get up to like five six inches long. Anyway, we're talking spiders. <laughs> I want to tell yeah those vinegaroons don't fuck with them. Yuck. Scorpions are are 
weird too. I had a boyfriend when I was in high school who had a scorpion, and it was like it smelled. It was I wasn't into it. Did it? It smelled. I don't know what was going on with it. Well, I, think I guess maybe it's like you would halfway eat a, a cricket, and it'd be a dead cricket in there. It smelled or something. I don't know. It was gross. I wasn't into it. Yeah, one of the worst smells I ever smelled was when we got a bug zapper, and we only ran it for like a couple months, but we had a bug zapper for a while. And it worked extremely well. It pulled in all the bugs from the surrounding areas. I wanted to kill all the mosquitoes because we were getting destroyed with mosquitoes. And it created this pile of dead bugs and the the rot and the filth from the dead rotting bugs gave it a smell that was like the zoo. But it was like maybe if you were in the sewer underneath the zoo. I feel like the smell of the scorpion was similar to the smell of the of that. I remember that smell as well. I, they were probably similar smells. Just a rotting bug smell. So that's probably what it was then. I was not into that guy. But on the other hand, I am a Scorpio. A Scorpio rising. Well, you just, you didn't want to, you didn't want to see your brother confined. <laughs> right, right. So, like, I also, I think scorpions are kind of cool because of that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, it makes total sense. I'm a Libra. I think scales are really cool. Right, right. <laughs> I think I might have mentioned it in the astrology. Did we ha- even have an astrology episode? We did. We really did. <laughs> I may have mentioned it in the astrology episode, but my feelings on astrology are colored very heavily by the fact that I am a Scorpio, and whenever you read about astrology, they always make Scorpios sound like absolute fucking monsters. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's not this, fair. Yeah, it's like this guy's like Hitler, and they're also sexually manipulative. <laughs> It's like, it's 8% of people. You can't just say that. It's a horrible shit about you if you're a Scorpio in those books. Everybody who writes astrology books hates Scorpios. I'm convinced. Convinced of it. I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because they got that knowledge and they meet somebody and they hear November and they're like, ooh. (laughs) You treat them wrong, so they're not going to treat you right. That's why you hate them. (laughs) Because you went in wrong. Right. Right. So, okay. So, what's what makes a spider not a bug? They don't have antenna. That's for one thing. Okay. Yeah. They have no extensor muscles in their limbs, and they use hydraulic pressure, unlike bugs. Ooh. So, their legs are hydraulic. Yeah, baby. Think about it. I am, I am thinking about it. Like this. This is one of my secret moves. It's a secret move because no one listening to the podcast can see me doing it. Secret moves. Think about all the secret moves I'm doing all the time that you guys miss out on. There's, I couldn't even begin to list. I mean, it's not a, I'd have to. That one was crazy. (laughs) I mean, sometimes it looks like you're trying to get something off of a window. (laughs) It's like getting, like, doing the airplane thing. (laughs) It kind of looks like you're doing a dab with a shovel. This is not a visual medium. You guys are missing out on all these secret moves. <laughs> so, okay, so spiders do have hydraulic arms, like I mentioned. The other big story with the spiders is the silk thing. So what's the deal with the silk? Okay. Um, the first spiders that had silk were from the Devonian period. So that was like 386 million years ago. That's insanely long ago. And those guys did not have spinnerets. Spinnerets showed up between 318 and 299 million years ago, and those are true spiders from the Carboniferous period. 
right? Well, it's funny to think about this. So there's seven billion. There's eight billion people, roughly, mm-hmm. right? So if we were to evolve a new body part, it would take a long time because probably even back then there were more than eight billion spiders, right? Mm-hmm. They don't take up much room. They lay a bunch of eggs. They make a bunch of spiders. There's always shit around for them to eat. Well, maybe not back then. Maybe they had to eat mushrooms back then. I don't know. Right. But if it took them 70 million years to get a new body part, imagine how long it would take us if we weren't being manipulated by the reptilians. Right, right. What if COVID is just the aliens updating our software? Nah. That's like when you update your shit and Photoshop doesn't work. Right. <laughs> That's right. a bad update. Right. So you guys got to avoid this one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Until they figure out how to sort that Photoshop thing out. <laughs> Anyways, think about aliens updating your genetics. COVID. Maybe you're doing it some other way. Maybe they're doing it as a 5G. <laughs> I don't think aliens intervened in the spiders because it took them 70 million years to learn how to do their main thing, which is the fucking web thing. Well, maybe, think about this, maybe the aliens just update us all the time because we suck and everything else is perfect already. Again, we can't live outside just naked all year long like everything else. We have to pay to live here. Like, we've really fucked it up. And that maybe that's why they keep on doing the updates. What is our fucking purpose even? Well, our purpose is to manifest everything that's possible when okay. we manifest it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Once we've invented everything that can be invented, then our work here will be done. You know, I've thought about it before, and really just on a systems scale, just on a macro scale, looking at the input and output of a system, right? Mm-hmm. Over time, you have a human population, and then the output of the system is plastic below the surface of the earth so we're terraforming the earth but not in a way that you might think of from sci-fi which is good or animal crossing which is boring but a way where we just create plastic garbage and bury it underneath the surface of the earth maybe we're making oil for the next guys maybe the next guys are not gonna be here in enough time and all the oil is gonna go bad and we have to store it for them in polypropylene (laughs) and that is why we are creating all the plastic and then crushing it down so there's no air to prevent aerobic respiration it's Mm -hmm. totally anaerobic down there and we're just fucking making shitloads of it and we're burying it we would start asking questions if we were told to just make big plastic anaerobic blocks. So we put ketchup in them for a couple weeks before we throw them in the ground. It's a great cover story. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's almost like we're building like a shitty plastic hive underneath ourselves. It totally is. And I like the idea that the next fucking version of conscious beings that the aliens come up with now they could be smarter than us they could be better right but if they're like us at all they're gonna come along and they're gonna see all the plastic stuff below the surface and they're gonna be like there were some ancient beings who lived here and they weren't conscious they just made this stuff by instinct (laughs) they were motivated primarily by fear and pain right right (laughs) 
I like thinking about how we think that all this stuff is going to last such a long time. And it is, but really what we conceive of being a long time is nothing. It's meaningless. Once we're gone, by time there's another civilization on this planet, there's going to be no fucking evidence of us. No. We like to imagine that anything will be here physically or, you know, materially in any way for very long. And we don't even... Like, you can go to Mesopotamia and you can dig down. There's some houses still there. These motherfuckers are not going to be here, like... Right. They used to be digging their homes out of the side of a cave or building it out of stone or whatever. Building it down into the earth with stone and all kinds of shit. The way we build stuff now is we build these buildings that are purposefully built as shittily as possible so the person building it can reap all of the tax benefits and then the building is is absolute garbage as soon as the tax rewards expire. It's and then, like a, and then they just rip it down. It's it, a side product of an investment scheme. Absolutely. Right. right. And it's just like throwing these buildings up that are cheap as shit. And they just, like, get their little tax breaks, and then it expires, and then she's like, who cares if it's a building? It's garbage now. It's shit. It's, like, drywall, like, on two pieces of wood. Load-bearing drywall. Right. <laughs> so sp- and they're raising, they're raising your entire country to put this shit up. Every building that anyone built by hand, any building that was was built by someone who had, like, some kind of artistic inspiration behind their idea of how this building was going to be built. Like, all like all of the history of your society, they're ripping it down to build these fucking tax scheme buildings that just throw them up, and they're going to be absolute to- total garbage trash in ten years, and this whole entire country is going to be a piece of garbage. And if we all died, not a single one of those buildings would be here in 30 years. You wouldn't be able to tell anyone was here. <laughs> Maybe that's like uh, we're bi- erasing ourselves. Biodegradable, right? The pre-erased people, right? We just got rid of ourselves before the end came. Maybe there's a collective consciousness, a collective unconscious, like Jung would say, that is driving us to be forgotten. <laughs> there's something that we all know in the collective unconscious that nothing we're doing now is good. So. Sure, get it out, express yourselves, but make sure it's gone. <laughs> well, I think the thing is with, like, all of this stuff is that at the end of the day, like, individually we are inconsequential. And we are also inconsequential as a whole. <laughs> it's, it's true. Now, when spiders build stuff... Mm-hmm. They use silk, which comes out of their body. Right. It comes out of their spinnerets. What the hell is a spinneret? They're little hickey-doos on their butts. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen a spider before. <laughs> I've never seen one that close up. Okay. A spider will have between one and four pairs of spinnerets. And each spinneret has a bunch of these things they call spigots. And, they ha- and each spigot has a silk gland in it. And they just... With the spinnerets. And they just squirt it out. And the liquid silk comes out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then it solidifies. Okay. It is like a, the silk is mainly some kind of spider protein. And it's similar to the kind of silk that you would get out of like a silkworm. Like there's other bugs that also make fibers like that. And it's just protein. It's bug protein, guys. And you love it. Look, if you were born in the 80s, you will probably eat bug protein a lot towards the end of your life. Right. right. That's where we're headed. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> start sniffing those spider webs. See if you like it. Well, the the thing is with the silk it, that is kind of cool though is that it does not form strands by drying, which is what you would think. But it forms strands because the proteins are changed when you pull it. Oh. So the act of pulling the the strands out is what makes it a solid strand. So it's a non-Newtonian fluid. Yeah. Well, shit. Think about that. They were pretty smart about that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Spider silk has a similar tensile strength to nylon or chitin or cellulose, but it is pretty stretchy and it can stretch farther before breaking or losing shape than any of those things. Okay. I mean, if, if you didn't have to have a spider squirt it out, it seems like that would be really useful. Yeah. It also seems strange that if it's so, if it's so useful that we haven't figured out a way to synthetically make it, I guess... I guess it's probably hard to make, like, designer proteins. Right. Like, right. in mass. You have to have little teeny spinnerets to pull it out perfectly. Yeah, you would. I think spiders are just not exploitable in the same way that silkworms are. Yeah, silkworms just kind of lay around. You just kind of pull the silk out of them, right? <laughs> I think, sir, isn't it their uh, cocoons or something? Well, they do it in a way where you can yank the silk out real easy and make stuff out of it. Right. People love to do it. <laughs> What do you think spiders eat? Other other bugs? Little bugs, yeah. yeah. I keep referring to a spider as a bug. I'm sorry, you know what? A spider is a bug. It's not an insect, it's a bug. A little guy in my house, not supposed to be there, crawl around, not a mouse, it's a bug. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> Hate to see it. There we, there we go, though. Sorry about that. <laughs> the spider eats other bugs. Right. Right. So they will use their fangs to inject venom into other bugs. There are a few different kinds of spiders that do not have venom glands. And they will kill their prey with the silk instead. So they will, like, wrap it up and choke it out. Oh, okay. When you talk about the insides of a spider, their gut is, like, extremely narrow. And so they can only have liquid food. And they have filters that keep solids out of their bodies. Huh, Okay. And so they will pump digestive enzymes into the prey, and then that will liquefy all the bug tissues, and then they suck it up. And then the filter makes it so, like, any kind of little parts will not come into the spider. So spiders exclusively have smoothies. Yeah, yeah, right. Bug smoothies. Um, and so they will leave a emptied out husk of a bug. Okay. So if you find a dead bug in your house... It may have been sucked out by a spider. Yeah. Other spiders will use their little pinchy guys on their face to chew the fuck out of the bug and turn him into, like, a slurry and then, like, spit enzymes into that and let it liquefy <laughs> and suck it up. <laughs> Six of one. <laughs> I'm glad this all happens on a small scale. Could you imagine if a spider was the size of a cat? Yeah. You know what? Is that spiders will get stuff that is way bigger than it needs to be also. I've seen pictures on the internet of spiders having got like huge lizards and shit. Oh, yeah. A cat a cat-sized spider could get, he could take you down. Oh, absolutely. I I mean if a black widow spider could kill you, a human. <laughs> right. And that is spider-sized. Right. Well, I'm talking about, like, not poison me to death. I'm talking, like, wrap me up in silk and eat me. Some, <laughs> some people would pay for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to, though. <laughs> uh, 
spiders have their smoothie situation, right? They will make nitrogenous waste. And they will turn it into uric acid, which is, like, to be expected, it seems to me. That's common. Pretty, pretty standard, yeah. yeah. So they just pee it out, baby. Wait, no, they don't. It's excreted as dry material, so it's like frass, but for spiders. So they just take a dry piss. <laughs> yeah, dry pee. Just a little sprinkling. Well, they, pr- uh, spiders. They just let a little dust out their little butts. Spiders live all kinds of places. Like, the, I'm sure they live plenty of dry places. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, like, not wasting water by peeing it probably helps them a lot. Right, especially if you need to be making enzymes that you spit into bugs all the time. That's probably where all their liquid goes to. What if every time you had to go take a pee, instead of doing it leak style, drain the lizard, tap the taco, (laughs) it was more like you taking one of those salt packets from like a takeout meal and ripping the end off and just whoosh, just <laughs> whooshing it into the toilet. Right. Just that. That's what it sounds like. A whistle. <laughs> just a tiny whisper of your crystallized uric acid. Pea dust. <laughs> and then it would reconstitute. <laughs> like Kool-Aid. <laughs> be like color magic. Mm-hmm. Right. To live the dream. Yeah, anyway, well. <laughs> and what do, they, what do they do? Do they crap it out of their cloaca? I think as birds that have cloacas and lizards. These are spiders. They crap it out of their anus, which is like a tube with the cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> they just crap it out their anus. That's what they do with the powder. Poof. Like, that's what I said. I said they just do it out of their little butts. That's, I mean, you would never know if you ran across a pile of spider crap, would no, you? No, no, you never would. You'd probably breathe it in all the time, though. You probably do. I wonder how much of dust is spider uric acid. <laughs> bug pee. Powdered, dried bug pee. <laughs> so... The basic spider nervous system is a pair of nerve cords that runs below their gut. And then they have some ganglia in their head segments and behind their mouth. Their esophagus is surrounded by a bunch of ganglia that is their spider brain. But it's like ganglia, so it's not really a brain. It ju- it seems kind of incidental. Yeah. It seems like the just the bare minimum software. Like it needs a little bit of extra nerve endings up on the end where they do a bunch of stuff. They're really not very complicated. No, no. But, you know, they can have interests. They're not complicated, but they're multifaceted. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, though. I don't know about every spider that's ever existed, but I know there's like the trapdoor spiders. Mm-hmm. They build little things and they hide down in a little place and then they spring out and they get their prey. Mm-hmm. There are these spiders that weave webs. This emergent behavior is so complex that it's hard to believe that the spiders aren't thinking. Right, right. So they just have a smaller radio. I really don't think that the entire existence of the spider is contained in just like a few nerve cells. So here's a question. I mean, this I'm asking this more like a rhetorical question. I'm sure there is an answer for it, but... Here we go. Why is it that if you have a certain kind of spider, all the spiders made the same kind of webs? They came to some kind of agreement. They're picking up their information from somewhere. Because if all that matters is that you're crossing from point A to point B with enough web to catch bugs, it shouldn't matter, right? 
you would think that they would just, it would be ad hoc. Yeah. It would just, they would just kind of hop around and stick their web to stuff in hope something happened. Mm -hmm. Right? But that's not what they do. That is, building a web is such complex behavior. Right. And there are some spiders that are not just like Charlotte's web. Right. <laughs> like they spin a web and then they sit there on the edge of the web and when it shakes, they walk out and find their bug. Right. There are some where they will spin a web like onto their front two feet and then they will spring forward with it in in catch a little bug or something with right, it, right? Right. There's spiders that do the trap door thing. There are spiders where they will let a string go and then they will kind of hang and then they'll grab something off the string. And then there's the whole thing where the classic experiment where you give spiders drugs and it changes their webs. Right, right. So it, it screws up the way they're picking up the signal man, just the way certain drugs work with people. I think you could look at it biologically by saying, well, you know, you give a spider some acid, they're going to have greater serotonin and this is going to affect their behavior and stuff. But I almost wonder if... The spider is thinking about making a web that is going to work for what it needs to do, right? Mm -hmm. I almost wonder if you give the spider acid and the spider maybe doesn't have deep thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I really don't think that you give acid to a person and it does so many complex things that are these emergent behavior patterns. And yet you give it to a spider and you are just changing the spider's sliders and then it runs its software and the web looks different. Mm -hmm. I think it's... I think the, the spider's tripping balls, man. It's making him bad at his job. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes when people want to prove a point, they end up proving some other kind of point. Right, always. Always. Also, they gave the spider caffeine. The spider also made a different web. But everybody agrees that caffeine is fine to have, so. Well, I, I think that... Was the, was the spider on weed? I think they put the spider on weed. Weed's fine to have. Actually, you know what? You can do whatever you want. As long as you're not fucking hurting anybody else, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, spider eyes. How many do you think they got? Multiples. Eight, just like their legs. What do you think about that? But they're not, they're not compound eyes. They're like little individual guys, right? Four pairs of eyes on the front top area of the cephalothorax. So, is that eight eyes or are they compound eyes? It sounds like eight eyes to me. They also have touch sensors, which are those bristly things called setae. And they will respond to different levels of force. And so that is how they are able to when something's on their web they got those little fuzzy i i don't like it when the, when the spider is hairy it makes them look more gross but you would understand why they would want to be hairy right right i think that okay so like oh but you know what i was just gonna rank spiders and say that the best ones are daddy long legs those guys aren't spiders are they mm -mm, no something else what are they I don't they're know. spiders to me just like just like Katy perry is john Bonet ramsey a daddy long legs is a, is a spider i'm gonna leave it at that so they're the best spiders congratulations guys <laughs> i mean if you ask me i think the best spider is just a regular one that's just gray, got a couple stripes on it, so you know he's not some kind of freaky boy that's going to poison you. Yeah. 
and it's got to be one of the ones that doesn't jump around. I understand why they would want to be able to, but just keep it to scurrying. Okay, don't jump. Don't jump on me. I'm not afraid of spiders. It's just if you jump on me, I'm going to brush you off. I don't like it, man. Right. I just... The, I don't, to, the yeah. top spider, just a normal spider in the house. To one me. that's outside. My favorite one's the one that's outside. <laughs> uh, you know what? You're totally right. That, <laughs> that's got to be an upgrade for me. Normal spider. <laughs> normal spider, comma, outside. Right. I want to see it outside. I would be happy to see any kind of spider outside. Like, if it was from far away. Like, if we were outside and you were like, Hey, Natalie, come over here. And then I could really slowly creep over there and stay, like, four feet away from it. And you'd be like, there's a spider. That'd be perfect. Let's look at how big it is. I would. I would look at it with both of my eyes. <laughs> so how'd they fuck? You would be surprised to know. I was reading about this earlier. I was cheating. The guy spider puts the silk on his little arm and he nuts in the silk and then he sh- sticks it in. It has to do with the silk again. Right. I mean, if you have that stuff, you'd be using it for everything. Dude, if I had an organ that made thread, I would always be fucking around with the thread. Right. You couldn't tell me that if you could pull perfect embroidery floss out of your navel, that you wouldn't always, like, if nothing else, you would be idly pulling on it. (laughs) Yeah, I would. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't nut on it, but I might be like, I made you a friendship bracelet. say i'd have so many like little hats <laughs> <laughs> i would just i would find something to do with it sure sure i mean maybe i would nut on it it'd be free <laughs> <laughs> if it's free who gives a shit i'd be using it to like <laughs> do everything <laughs> I think that would be a limiting factor just because I think so many people are impatient. I don't think anybody would make anything out of out of a thread. I feel, you know what I feel like probably people would do? I think that people would probably, there would be some people that would pull it out and just make potholders with it or yeah, whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You think some people would eat it? Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there would be compulsive self-thread eaters. <laughs> They would just do, like, a spaghetti noodle, like, infin- infinity coming out of their belly well, button. Well, yeah. Not <laughs> and, and you know what I just realized? What? <laughs> they would do that, and then <laughs> they would always be crapping out what looked like cut it up Cincinnati chili. <laughs> just from eating their own rope all the just time. Just a <laughs> Just like a mix of Cool Ranch Doritos and pencil erasers and <laughs> navel floss. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> uh, so, um, like I said, the guy ones will take the, the silk and they will nut in it and then they'll stick it in real quick, right? There are 
some males of the genus Tidarin that will amputate one of their palps. And their palps are their little guys up by their face. Uh-huh. Yes. And then when they mate with the female, she rips off the other palp. And so then they're fucked. All right, guys. <laughs> I don't know why you invented that. None of the other spiders do that. <laughs> but the palp remains attached to the female that helps him have spider babies. And so they die when they have sex with a lady spider, probably. Okay. Well, I mean, I've heard some I've heard some different explanations for why female spiders kill the male spiders and eat them. One is that they they provide a food supply. Well, it's perfect spider material, man. If you're making a bunch of spiders, what better raw material than a fucking dead spider? You need everything to make a spider inside of a spider. Right. You got like spider juice, you got the hydraulics in it, you got some outside parts. You got If I were gonna make a <laughs> if I were gonna make a car, I'd start with a car. <laughs> and that's the optimum starting material. Right, right. You've even got all the airbags and stuff. Right. Like you just get like four or five shitty cars and then build one nice car out of it. If you wanted to go spider mating, what you would do is when it was time for a new car, you would fuck your old car. <laughs> And then you would die. (laughs) (laughs) So did you know that female spiders will lay 3,000 eggs when they lay eggs? And they will do it in a silk egg sack. Again, with the silk guys. I told you they use it for everything. They put their eggs in it. And so they have those creepy little egg sacks, which are awful. I hate when I find them. And then the baby spiders come out, and they're just little tiny spiders. Off they go. Bye, guys. Spiders are solitary, right? right? They right. pretty much come out, and they're ready to go. They're very much see ya. I'm here. I'm already a spider. What's there to worry about? Nothing. Nothing. I'm ready to go. I'm a very tiny spider. I'm going to make a tiny web, and I'm going to catch some shit that you can't even perceive, my man. <laughs> I'm going to liquefy it with my little spider parts. And then well, you guys heard this whole episode. You know what my bag is. <laughs> <laughs> um, when spiders grow, they molt. Did you know that? No. It makes sense, though. Because their little uh, hard parts do not stretch. And yeah. so they have to get rid of it. And usually spiders mate when the females have just molted. Because then they're too weak to fuck the men up that much. Oh. Okay. Imagine if people molted. Imagine if, I don't know, you had to stay in your house a couple of years and you put on 10 or 20 pounds and you suddenly felt your skin coming off. Uh, I'll be real with you. I have like a real, I really like to exfoliate. My favorite thing has always been like exfoliating. And we molt, baby. Oh, I know. I know. Just not like all at once right. and then it looks exactly like us. Right. <laughs> that would be dope. That's what I was <laughs> thinking about. Dope. That would be dope. If not the full thing, then at least like from the neck down, like a like a three D chalk outline of your body. <laughs> if you molted and then you had a cast of yourself, would you like do weird shit to it? Like what? I don't know. Anything you wanted. Would I? I don't. I don't think I would. I think because I think if I walked into a room and there was like a. a silhouette or a shape of a person in there i think i would get startled like every time and she's like your person husk yeah we have that skeleton we have a skeleton in our living room and it startles me all the time 
Well, when you take it and move it around, mm-hmm. yeah. If if you're used, if it stays in one place, it's fine. But if you take it, move it around, like you make it sit on the couch. Oh, you'll come in and woo. <laughs> It's not like we're not constantly moving it around and dressing it up and shit. So it's always terrifying. <laughs> it really is. You think you're too good to get spooked out, but nope. No, I mean, I always talk a good game like, oh, you know, you can't scare me. I watch horror movies, whatever. I get spooked by that skeleton in my house every time. <laughs> He's been living in my house for years. I'm still, still spooked by him. He still spooks me. <laughs> Uh, did you know that um, there are some spiders that will actually care for their spider babies? No. Uh, wolf spiders will will care for their brood because they will hang on to the spider hairs on the mother spider's back. No. And the young ones will beg and then they will like regurgitate prey for them. I wonder what goes into a spider begging. I wonder what they're communicating. But the thing the thing is, if they have observed the behavior of begging, that is like a very specific behavior. Right. So you wonder if all they've got is a couple little circuits going on around their throat. Yeah. How are they holding on and then begging for food and then their begging is recognized you know, and they're given food? I just, I think they're more complicated than we think I think all. everything is. And you know what? People think that we are the cream of the crop, but... The fact of the matter is, is everyone is just hooking into this universal consciousness that covers the entire universe, right? And it does not matter what kind of radio you have. You can have a giant sound system. You could have a car stereo. You can have, like, a little wind-up weather radio. You can have, like, a Walkman. You could have, like, a ham radio. You can have, like, whatever. You you can fucking pick up a radio station and you're fucking filling in your tooth and it's always Mm going to be the same radio station it does not matter how complex it is it doesn't matter how big it is or how small it is or how many moving parts it has it always picks up the same radio right yeah so why wouldn't it be the same just because we have more meat means we're better and that what we are picking up is more valid that's not true the spider might have a very much more expanded consciousness than us. It might be able to perceive things that we are not able to perceive at all. Well, I mean, some, just even perceptually, some spiders can see UV light. Right. We can't see that shit. And that's just the stuff we know about that they can see that we can't see. Do you know, you want to know, before we go, Natalie, do you want to know something that I always thought was funny was when we were kids, you remember they told us it it used to be films would go at 24 frames per second. Mm-hmm. TV would go at 30 frames per second. You remember they told us when we were kids, they told us because of persistence of vision that the brain can't see anything move faster than 30 frames per second. That's why when you watch television, it looks like moving images. Well, it's not. It's just a lot of still images really fast. Mm-hmm. You get tricked into believing it's moving, right? Right. We were told 30 frames per second. That's that's faster than the brain can even process. And then uh, a few years ago, they started, you could see 60 or 120 frame per second video, and it would play online. The monitors were fast enough with these, with these LEDs, mm-hmm. right? Like laptop phone screens. And suddenly shit is moving way too fast. It's fucking jarring. It looks way too real. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it too. 
I hate it always. I always want to turn it off because I hate it so much. I cannot. I cannot deal with the super detailed image. I don't moving like moving way too fast. I don't like it when it is in focus in the background and the midground and the foreground. That's not how it looks when you look at stuff. That's not how it looks when I look at stuff with my eyes, man. Right, it's fucked right, up. Right. I don't like it. Anyway, I'm sure our new hyper reality will not cause us any problems. <laughs> It doesn't matter. So what did you learn today about spiders? Honestly, I'm going to say the highlight is shooting out some silk and then shooting your load on the silk. <laughs> yeah, right. And then handing it over. <laughs> Here you go, Lee. It's very much... <laughs> I mean, it is... It's polite. It's more polite than uh, than other options. It is very... It, uh, it seems like placing a ring on a little tiny pillow. Here you go. Do what you will. <laughs> It's very, it's very nice. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you get eaten when it's all done or not. Hey. You had to get eaten before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, I'm just guessing. <laughs> you know, Natalie, if you're going to pull some floss out of your body, rope out onto it and hand it over, a great place to do that. Harlem Township. Located in picturesque Delaware County, Ohio, it's the place where you want to be when you are doing it spider style. I always rip off in Harlem Township. You know, <laughs> the weather's great, the people are great, they won't bother you. Do right. what you want. <laughs> and if you have a healthy disrespect for a law, but you want your health, your family, and your possessions to be covered by insurance, who would you contact? Corey Grella. She's the only place I get insurance. I've insured everything. There are individual items in my house I've insured. Right. I got husband insurance on you. What does that cover? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> you got a comprehensive <laughs> right. husband. Comprehensive plan. <laughs> soup to nuts husband insurance. She's right. the one you want to talk to. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Harlem Township. If you haven't already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. That's where you hear the 130 episodes you haven't heard because you have to pay $5 to get them. Seems kind of fucked up if you've been listening and haven't heard all the other episodes because you listen to all these. So uh, I don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> And uh, this episode was suggested by some people on our Discord. Oh, it was. It was suggested by all of our favorites. Hunky Chungus, Beth, Renee, Lucia, and Exactly 3 Thank all of you for suggesting that. If you have your own idea, go to Topic Suggestions channel in our Discord. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye.